Hello, hello, welcome along to the Dead Dad Society. My name is Mitch Garling, I am your host. Thanks for coming back, guys. Thanks for coming along if this is your first time. It's bloody lovely to have you. This is episode 36. Dead Dad Society is the therapy group in the form of a podcast. I like to use this to get stuff out with people, to talk deep, to, to get into the topics that we shouldn't be talking about. And I have got some topics today. I'm doing another solo slam it down fast episode today. I've got a couple of guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited for you to hear those chats. A couple of friends of mine that I sat down with, caught up with, had fun. It was great. As always, if you like what I am doing here at the Dead Dad Society, please show me some love at Dead Dad Society on the socials and just leave reviews, give stars, just be friendly. I love you. I said it, okay? I need to talk to you guys about some stuff that's happening in my life. Now, I have had an interesting couple of days. What I will do is I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm going to go back to Friday, Friday morning. Now, this is where it all begins. It's a little bit of online hate, a little bit of hate coming your boy's way. But Friday morning, I wake up with a message. The message essentially says, you're a sellout piece of shit. I'm going to read it word for word, actually. What a sellout piece of shit, putting fake fear out there for all, putting fake fear out there all for a bit of money from the government. Then it has a picture. Now, the picture is a screenshot from Channel 7. It is a bunch of uh, people in hospital with COVID. It was a video that was going around where people who had COVID were telling people about the symptoms, how it felt, the struggle, the toll, all the problems that it's taking on their lives. Now below that is a picture of me and my StarNow profile and my full name and what I do. There's also a photo of a young lady, her full name, what she does. Now, what people have done is they have made a pretty little collage with these photos from the ad, my StarNow profile, this lady's StarNow profile, and then they've plastered lies across it. Now, apparently people are saying that I was this guy, that I am an actor, pretending to have COVID, being paid by the government, pretending to have COVID, and this stuff is being shared around like crazy. Now, my photo is being blasted all over the internet. I'm getting messages. I'm getting tagged constantly. Probably the worst one is, you know when someone puts up a photo and Facebook automatically, through facial recognition of other photos you've put on Facebook, sends you a thing being like, hey, we think this is you. Is this you? Do you want to tag yourself? So pretty much my entire day was... Hey, do you want to tag yourself in this? And it's a photo. This, Sorry, it's the photo being posted by some guy or some girl who are just getting ready to debunk all of the conspiracy theories in the world. Just being like, they're all paid actors. COVID's not real. The government's lying. And then there's a hundred of their friends who are also, you know, 
smoking on the conspiracy wacky tabacs. And they're like, look at this fucking guy. He's a liar. He's an actor, piece of shit, scum. Anyway, so I'm getting that all day. So I start replying to a few just being like, hey, that's not me. Could you take this down? Right? And my point is even, I don't know. The more that I thought about it, right? The more tags that I got, the more messages that I got, the more messages from my friends that were like, dude, have you seen this? It started to make me angry. It started to make me real angry. I'm thinking that it annoyed me that someone would use my image like that. They're slandering me, essentially. They're slandering my character. And if you will, in brackets, my brand. I use that very loosely. I don't have a brand. My brand is putting up photos of my daughter and eating KFC. Like, it's not a huge brand. But there's no COVID in there. And it goes against my brand. My, my biggest thing is that even if I was that guy, even if that was me, who cares that I'm an actor? Or even if that guy that is in there is an actor, who cares if they're an actor? If they legitimately have COVID and they are being filmed for that reason, then they have COVID. Actors aren't immune to COVID. Like just because they, just because they fake it for a living, do you know what I mean? Doesn't mean that that's what's happening. Like, look at, okay, earlier earlier in the, this whole thing, earlier in the pandemic, Tom Hanks, he's sick. Everyone's like, oh, Tom's sick, I can't believe it. Oh, no, he's Woody, he's Forrest Gump. He saved Private Ryan. <laughs> Don't take our Tom. Don't hurt our Tom, he can't, he can't leave us. Like, literally no one batted a any of their, you know, conspiracy theory third eyelids. And Tom Hanks has given some of the best performances of the last 50 years. Have you seen the end of Captain Phillips? The last five minutes of Captain Phillips alone? Mate, that guy can act. That proves this guy can act. But no one had a problem. There was no one literally being like, Tom Hanks is full of shit. Look, he has an IMDb. Screenshot, screenshot, lies. Tom Hanks is an actor. He was in Philadelphia. He was in Philadelphia and he wasn't even sick. He didn't even have AIDS in that movie. He was acting. He's done it before. Like, I don't know. It just, that sort of side baffles me because it's like anyone can get this. Anyone. The third thing is they keep sharing that these posts are from Starnow. So Star Now is like a profile, it's kind of like a LinkedIn, but for acting. You put up jobs there, you've got a profile, you put up your photos, it's a bit cute, right? But anyone can post an ad. So they're screenshotting these vaccination ads or these COVID ads. Uh, and it's like anyone could have put that up, man. Like literally anyone at all. I could make an ad right now that's like, the Australian government's looking for someone to come and massage Scott Morrison's balls every day. Come down and massage Scotty's balls. $900 a day. And then someone by the end of the day, you know, they'll turn around and be like, Scott's balls, they take priority over healthcare. They care more about Scott's balls than they do the bloody Centrelink. I almost turned into Dave Hughes there and I didn't mean to. But I don't know, as the day went on, 
I just started getting more angry. So I decided to like kind of call it out. I put it on Instagram. I put it on TikTok. Just made a dumb video. It kind of blew up. It went a little bit nuts. Um, but still that original lady that messaged me. I don't know. I like to have fun. I wanted to see if I could get anything out of her. Like not like. I didn't want like money. Like I wasn't like. Oh give me $30. You made me feel sad. I meant more like. I wanted to see if I could get a response out of her. I wanted to see if I could get a reaction. So, every couple of hours, I would just send her a message that was like, Hey, I'm just ready for that apology whenever you're ready. Like, just send it through. Honestly, just shoot me the apology. It's all good. But then it gets to like, I don't know, 8pm that night. And my picture is like, every second comment on like a 7 News post. Every second, it's like Seven News Townsville is like every second photo or every second comment is literally just my face, and they're like, Scum, actor, dog. <laughs> I get a message at about 8 30, maybe 9 o'clock from the Daily Mail wanting to do an interview about the whole thing, which I did. Here's a lovely guy. You know, we just had a bit of fun. He's asking me how I could prove that it wasn't me, that sort of stuff. He did actually ask me like what my thoughts were on vaccinations directly after I just said that I was double vaccinated. So I don't know. I feel like my answer to the previous question probably summed up how I felt, but I answered it anyway. Nice guy. Daily Mail wrote an article about it. I wake up next morning. The TikTok's going gangbusters. I got a stack of new followers. Still getting a bunch of tags still, which is great. People were making videos about me. So like other TikTok people are making videos about what I've gone through. Or about crisis acting, which is this whole thing. Crisis acting. It's all over the feeds. It's every Honestly, it was everywhere for a couple of days. But I don't know, big, big, uh, sort of big love to, or big shout outs, if you will, to my friends that shared my video or shared my posts or photos about it, just sort of calling it out. And helping me with that. But I did eventually get my apology. Um, it was like a day later. Like a day after all of this. So it was probably two. Oh no it, was, no, it was probably a day after she originally sent it. I just got a message from her saying how sorry she was. And explaining why she did it. And you know, whatever. That's that's not my... That's not my... Um, that's not my thought belief. That's her thought belief. That's fine. But she asked me to take the video down. And I said no, uh, purely because I just hope that maybe when people send messages like this or they create pretty little collages of, you know, these actors sitting in hospital pretending to have COVID, but then they use actual photos of people and use their actual names. I just hope that people would start to realise that there is someone on the other side of that, that there are faces on the other side of the messages they're sending. Or sorry, there are people on the other side of the messages they're sending. People that have emotions. People that could be in the same boat as them. Struggling in lockdown right now. They don't know. So I left the video up. I don't think she was getting any hate or anything like that. But she said that one of her friends sent her the video. And it was like, yeah, sorry. Like, sorry that that's, you know, if that makes you feel uncomfortable. But... Do you know what made me feel uncomfortable? Was waking up 
and seeing a message from 5.12am telling me that I'm a piece of shit. So, I don't know, maybe it's it's not really nice to be under that kind of scrutiny, is it? So maybe you'll take that on board before. And that's not just to that lady, that's to everyone. Maybe take that on board next time before you decide to send that message. I'm still getting tagged in stuff. I know people, people are still sharing it. It's pretty funny though. The <laughs> they, they've actually the conspiracy theorists, the anti-vaxxers, the people that don't believe that it's real. They've actually, they've actually recast me, guys. Uh, when my video went, you know, went around, and you know it was in the Daily Mail, immediately, my video and my profile taken out and then replaced with another bearded guy, and they start being like, "Lies! Here's the actor. Here's the real one." like yeah sorry we got it wrong on that first one that was uh that was on us uh but we've done more of our own research now and check it out we found another beard that's pretty cool oh yeah they've replaced me with just another big and bearded man it's like they went to the catalog like they went to the lowe's catalog and were like big and beardy who's next man but i've been recast it was my dream role it was a role I didn't even know that I wanted, to be honest, and I didn't even know that I needed it, and now I've lost it. I'm so upset. But, yeah, like I said, thanks to everyone that was sharing it around uh, for calling it out. People were calling it out. I saw a bunch of people doing that. It's been a crazy couple of days. I think there's going to be something about it on Will Anderson's show, maybe Wednesday night. I forget. I'll look it up. I'll confirm. But yeah, so a couple of couple of crazy days, guys. A couple of crazy days. I um, I don't know where to go now. You know what I mean? Like that was such a serious, that was such a serious thing. Yeah, there was probably some some lols in there. I'm sorry that I said lols. There was probably some laughs in that story, but it was so serious. I don't know what. I tell you, I tell you what though. Um, I will throw out some love of my own. I want to give, and like, this is such a, like, I want to give a little bit of an appreciation to someone that I don't think gets enough love. I don't know if you guys know the actor by the name of Bradley Whitford. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in West Wing. He's currently in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, he popped up in a movie I had to watch for uni the other day called Destroyer. He was the dad in Get Out. I just want to give just such the biggest shout out to Bradley Whitford. That guy. Oh, he's also Andy Samberg's... He's, he's uh, Jake Peralta's dad in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Funny, funny man. But that guy... That guy has such a range of acting talent. He goes from, like, serious, serious... To some of the slyest, funny... Underhanded comment... Comedy acting that I've ever seen. Genuinely... Such an underrated guy... Like, I remember when he was on the West Wing, I think he was probably pretty rated. I'd say he probably got some Emmy noms for West Wing. I'm going to look that up while I'm talking. But he is so severely underrated. Him in Get Out, he doesn't do that much in terms of being scary, if you will. Scary is a weird, uh, scary's a weird way of saying it. He has a weird... What's the word? He has an aura about him. 
He has an aura about him, and he has an aura about him in everything that he does. Handmaid's Tale, he plays the uh, other commissioner. Commander? Commander. The other commander in the town. Why is it called... Not town, what's it called? Um, Province. Let's say province. But yeah, he plays uh, Commander Lawrence in that, and he's so funny. And that is a TV show that is not funny. It is not meant to be funny at all. It's a very serious show, very eye-opening show, very confronting show. Yet Bradley Whitford makes me laugh to no end every time. Now I'm looking at his Instagram. His Instagram? What's wrong with me? Man, I am such a 2021 piece of shit. I'm looking at his IMDb. He did win three Emmys. Best supporting... Okay. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role or series. Three for The West Wing. He's also been nominated a bunch for Handmaids. And was nominated a bunch for... Okay. Alright. Look, maybe he's more rated than I thought. But I feel like he's underrated, so I'm sticking to it, okay? Three Emmy wins is pretty good. I'd be happy with... I mean, I'm sitting here going like, guys, I was on the Daily Mail because someone thought I had COVID. That's pretty cool. Bradley Whitford, good for you, man. That's so good. What else has he been in? What was the other... Oh, he was in Cabin in the Woods? And he's going to be in What If, the new Marvel show? Pfft, how good. Bradley Whitford. I'm, I'm going to have another recommendation at the, other end of, uh, at the other end of this episode, like I like to do. But I'm going to give you a quick recommendation now. Go on Bradley Whitford, W-H-I-T-F-O-R-D. Go on his IMDb and look at everything that he's been in. And then just go and treat yourself. Just go and have a look through. That's crazy. Uh, sorry. Um, just re- He was married to Jane Kazmarek. And I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Jane, if you're listening, you won't be. But I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Jane Kazmarek, the mum from Malcolm in the Middle. Lois from Malcolm in the Middle was married to Bradley Whitford from 1992 to when? That's crazy. Wow, good for them. Well, I mean, they, they're divorced now. Not good for them. That's sad. Sorry, guys. But Bradley Whitford, I appreciate you. Jane Kazmarek, I appreciate, I appreciate you too. You're a shining light in Malcolm in the Middle, and that says something because Malcolm in the Middle was great. Go and check out Bradley Whitford right now if you haven't. I implore you. I, um, I've been doing a couple of classic TV show rewatches with my wife during this period. The lockdown period. We've been going back through The Office. Brilliant, as always. Absolutely love it. If you can get past that first season, like the first season is, is still funny, but it hasn't quite got the same charm. And obviously it's coming off the British one. And this is no, this is not news to anybody. But it's, it's so good. I'm loving going back through it. But the other one we're going back through is How I Met Your Mother. Now, 2021, I'm seeing a bunch of TikToks of him popping up. Jason Siegel, where's Jason Siegel at, guys? We need to bring Jason Siegel back to the full-on mainstream. To the forefront, please. Now, I know he's... I think he's done a couple of movies recently, and 
I did see something with him and Casey Affleck not long ago. I forget what it was called. But that was like a, that seemed like a pretty serious movie. I'm pretty sure it was about cancer. We need Jason Segel back in Forgetting Sarah Marshall style Jason Segel, please. I would love it. But watching back through How I Met Your Mother, I don't think I realised how annoying it is or how annoyed I am by the fact that Bob Saget does the voiceover and he's supposed to be an older version of Ted. Even though Josh Radner, the actor who plays Ted, sounds nothing like him. And they even do a bunch of like cut forward, flash forward sort of scenes where Josh Radner is supposed to be the older Ted. He's all grey and he's got a lot going on for him. He's rocking that silver fox. But his voice is still the same as Josh Radner's because he is Josh Radner. He's been played by Josh Radner. He just has some powder in his hair to make him look older. Now, I don't understand why they never got Josh Radner to do the voiceover. Was it that they didn't think that he could, when the show started, that they didn't think he could pull off an, an older man's voice? I get that. I, I mean, I sort of get that. Was it to have the draw card of Bob Saget? Maybe fresh off full, not fresh off full house, but Bob Saget of full house fame. You're probably going to want him around, I guess, if you're someone making a show. But just having him as the voice, no one is watching How I Met Your Mother because Bob Saget is the voice. Like, no one is doing that. Not even Bob Saget is... Like, anyone that could be fangirling Bob Saget or Full House. Like, imagine you grew up loving Full House, loving John Stamos. Stamos, Stamos, Stamos. What? Who knows? This is like when you say things heaps in a row and then it sounds crazy. Which I think is actually a reference from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it is. Bowl, bowl, bowl. Stamos. John Stamos? John Stamos. But you're not going to watch a show with John Stamos because he's the voiceover. Imagine... Actually, no, I was going to say, imagine like a National Geographic show where John Stamos is the voice. And I was going to laugh and say, that'd be... No one would watch that. But f fuck yeah, you better believe I'm watching that. John Stamos, like, commenting on, like, lions eating each other. Like, remember that, like, video from a few years ago where that lizard was running away from, like, a thousand snakes? Imagine that, but instead of David, David Attenborough, it's John Stamos. How good would that be? I wish I had a John Stamos impersonation. Just so I could make this much better and do it more justice, but I can't. I don't know how to speak like him. Hey, I'm going to pause recording for one second. I want to find out what John Stamos sounds like. Okay, so I found out what John Stamos sounds like. And look, it's pretty, it's not that unique. And in hindsight, I don't think he would ever be hired as a voice over person because it's not that unique. Ready? Yes or no? No. So what are we going to do for the rest of the afternoon? We have to show them our house. Come on. It's like, yeah, so, so what are we going to do for the rest of the afternoon? Yeah, that was a little bit stereotypical of me probably. But imagine him doing a show. 
you're not going to watch, you know, you're probably not going to watch that. But Bob Saget coming into How I Met Your Mother, that's not drawing people. I don't get why they've put him in. I don't get it. I'm happy to have someone say to me, hey Mitch, it was because of this. And I will say, great. Maybe it was because they didn't think Ted, Josh Radner, could pull off an older voice in the earlier seasons. He was a young buck. He was a young pup. Like even now, I'm 33 years old. And every now and then, my voice breaks. Like this. Just when I'm talking. Just when I'm emoting. My mum always tells me that I should do voice work. And then I'm like, yeah, when I talk, when I talk properly and I do like this and you know it's a bit more normal Blah. it's my ordering food voice hi how you going yeah can i get a zinger stacker box please hi thank you but my normal voice is when i'm showing emotion and i'm like this and it's weird Ugh. all right i'm not getting i'm not getting kristen bell money to be the voiceover i don't know if you guys know that kristen bell got like $125,000 for every episode of Gossip Girl that she did a voiceover on. There's like a hundred episodes of Gossip Girl. That's like so much money. It's like, I think it's 121 episodes. That is 15 mil. That's crazy. That's so much money for your voice. And like, she has a good voice, don't get me wrong. But it's no... Eric Banner, it's no David Field, the guy that plays the Hungry Thirsty Man in the OCAD. It's no uh, old Scottish guy from the Gogo Mobile ads, G or G G or. It's not that guy. It's Kristen Bell. She has a very good voice, but it's not the same. I don't know, guys. Is he still alive, the Gogo Mobile guy? God, I hope so. What a guy. I saw a, I saw a meme. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that said, if you could give 50 more years to a creative, like so, you know, an actor, a musician, an artist, if you could give 50 more years of life and work to someone that died young, who would you pick? And I was like, I was looking at all these posts and people were saying you know prince and things like that where it was you know they still had a reasonably good life the more and more i thought about it the more i was like there's so many people that have that have tragically passed so young that i think we were about to see them really become something great not to say they weren't already great but i mean i feel like they were about to go next level in terms of greatness like the one that comes to mind is obviously heath ledger right on the precipice of breaking into just this new realm of Heath Ledger. Nominated for, or wins the Oscar, for Best Supporting Actor for The Joker for The Dark Knight. He's coming off a run of these movies where people are no longer seeing him as just this heartthrob, 10 things I hate about you guy. Which, don't get me wrong, I love, I, I adore that movie. But he's finally breaking the mold and becoming this different dude in everyone's eyes and in terms of like castings and things. And then, you know, he passed. 
that's definitely the one of the ones that I would love to have seen. Like, imagine another fifty years of, of he, or like even just another ten years, twenty years. The things that would have come out of that guy in the next few years, and then potentially the things that, you know, in terms of, the Dark Knight Rises, like the third movie in the Nolan trilogy, we would have potentially seen more Heath Ledger's Joker in that. Potentially, we might have seen him as the Suicide Squad Joker. We don't know. But that would have been quite good. I would have preferred to have never seen Jared Leto's Joker. Another one is River Phoenix. Like, obviously, River passed away quite young. Again, was just doing these amazing, amazing things. And really was going to... Expo- like Again, I, I mean this in the nicest respect. Had already well and truly made an impact like you know my private idaho stand by me but the potential of where they could have gone i saw a thing the other day that said i don't think we have if we still have river phoenix i don't think we have joaquin phoenix and i don't know i I thought that was very humbling almost because i feel like Maybe Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, definitely is more of more of the person that he is today from losing his brother. But the idea of he probably still has that same acting ability, but whether or not he pursues it in the same way or gets the same opportunities that he does, if Rivers around, I don't know. But yeah, that was another one that I wanted. And of course, there's a few sort of musical ones that I would have loved to have seen more from. Kurt Cobain is an obvious one. Uh, Amy Winehouse, of course. Brilliant. And then we talk about comedians. So we go... Chris Farley. John Belushi. Phil Hartman. All the SNL sort of people that, that we've lost. Gilda Radner. I... I feel like the idea of seeing more stuff from Chris Farley would have been very interesting, would have been very good. Again, the potential of him popping up in Adam Sandler's stuff or making his own things or doing more stuff with David Spade, the potential was was very cool. Growing up on that sort of stuff, it would have been great to have seen. But they're my, they're my ones. I'd love to know what people's ones are. If you want to send them to me on, on Instagram, please send them to me. I'd love to know what you guys are thinking. But... I mentioned, I mentioned Kurt Cobain there. I wanted to, I wanted to come back to Kurt. I didn't want to go too deep into it, but Kurt, like obviously Nirvana. I grew up listening to Nirvana from my brother. My brother is a lot older than me, um, so we have, you know, we have that connection through music. We didn't really grow up together, but I saw the story the other day that the guy that was the baby, I don't know how to say it, but the baby that was on the album cover for Nevermind, the Nirvana album, the famous baby swimming in the pool naked, little wiener reaching for the money, that guy is now suing the band and suing the photographer. I I thought that was crazy. Like, I swear over the years I've seen him doing articles about you know, I'm the Nirvana baby all grown up and it's really cool and all this sort of stuff. 
And now when push comes to shove, he's trying to get some money. I don't know, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but it seems like a little bit of a, a money grab to me. Um, yeah, going back through going back through these old shows like with my wife and watching The Office, and uh, it seems that my TikTok at the moment, like you know, you get stuck in certain TikToks. I posted a few stories about dad on there once, and then for the next few weeks after that, for some reason, I was in like the dead parent talk where it's just like every video that was aimed at you was about having a dead parent. And I was like, oh man, TikTok is sad. Why do I come on here? But for some reason, this last like week or two, my entire feed has just been bloopers from TV shows. And it seems to be bloopers from The Office a lot of the time as well, which is great. It feels very relevant right now. I don't think it matters how much you like a TV show. Like I love The Office. Uh, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love all the Apatow movies. I don't think it matters how much you like a TV show or a movie. The bloopers are infinitely better. Like I love watching a movie, but nothing makes me happier than a good set of bloopers. Like if you could think about, for instance, the one that always sticks in my mind, Jim Carrey, Liar Liar. Brilliant movie, great fun, full of laughs, gets to the credits, full of bloopers. The next three or four minutes, just the, the greatest time. What a what an absolute time. Eastbound and Down, the show on HBO, or was on HBO with Danny McBride. There's a bunch of scenes with Will Ferrell and Craig Robinson. Those bloopers, some of the funniest things that I've literally ever seen. Love Eastbound and Down. Bloopers, infinitely better. I don't know what it is. But please... Send me your favourite bloopers. I want to find more bloopers. I, Again, I'm doing that thing. It's like bloopers. 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 Bloopers doesn't sound right the, like the right word, but apparently it is. <sighs> My, uh, we're coming to the end of an episode. I feel like this was a weird episode in terms of, like I was so serious at the start. Mind you, I did get serious again there. Where I talked about all the dead celebrities. Look, pretty serious episode for a slam it down fast solo episode. I um, my recommendation this week. I love to I love to leave you with recommendations. I love to get it out there, see if you guys have seen it. The one that I am recommending this week, Ted Lasso, on Apple TV. I finally started watching that in the last sort of month or so, and I really liked the skits when they did them i can't remember if they were for snl or i think they were for like uh the super bowl no no it was for premier league changing to nbc or something like that i loved those skits i thought jason sudeikis was super funny the ted lasso character was super funny but when it got announced as a tv show i was like i don't think there's enough in this i'm really worried this feels like a bit of a let's jump on a train and try and make something out of nothing and then I found out that Bill Lawrence was involved, the guy that made Scrubs. And it's brilliant. It's so funny. Jason Sudeikis kills it. Uh, I forget the main lady's name, but she's also one of the parents in Sex Education. She's great. Juno Temple is in it. She's super funny. Very beautiful woman. Super underrated. 
She's the Bradley Whitford of this show, if I might say so myself. Super funny. Just genuinely a lot of fun. But there's a character in it, uh, played by Brett Goldstein. Uh, he plays a character called Roy Kent, based on the famous Manchester United player, Roy Keane. Very hard-ass, very strict, you know, take-no-prisoners kind of football player person. And it's really, really great. Uh, it's really, really great character work. Brett Goldstein's super funny. Got a little bit of a man crush on him right now, won't lie. That beard is very, uh, very lush. It's very nice. But check that show out. Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, Apple TV, super funny. Super, super funny. Uh, now, guys, that brings us to the end of a, another episode. Maybe that feels like it's uh, wrapping up in a weird way. Uh, or I'm wrapping you guys up quickly. But uh, I'm not. I love you all very much. Thanks for the support during the week. That was, uh, that was good. Hopefully I don't get COVID and hopefully I don't get a role as a COVID actor anytime soon. And that will give people ammo to come back at me again. But uh, yeah, please stay safe. And I've got to get out of here. I've got pizzas in the car. <laughs>